Welcome back to episode two of Listen Linda. For this episode, we're going to reflect on this year. I'm going to share one of my biggest life lessons. um, And we're also going to reflect for the new year. So get your snacks, get your iced coffee, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Listen Linda. Um, It is so good to finally be sitting down and recording this for you guys. Um, Obviously, I had the hopes and intentions of releasing much sooner um, for episode two, but life was a little crazy and I had to prioritize myself. Um, And I'm also a graduate student, for those of you that may not know, so there's that. Um, It's okay, I'm fine. I'm still breathing, so yeah, (laughs) but yeah, so it's just been a really overwhelming time um, the last two months, and honestly, I was not prepared for the whirlwind that graduate school was and is, Um, and I thought I had a handle on it, but let me tell you, the way it starts, it's not the way it ends, okay, because once you hit that, the uh, midterms, it's over with, you know, (laughs) so um, I am fully recovered now. <laughs> um, also, speaking of recovery, sorry if my voice seems a little horsey, um, not as smooth, because I surely did have COVID yet again, and it's surely disappointing, okay? Um, I am fully recovered now, but I feel like my voice might not be like the same yet, so excuse me for that. Um, but yeah, so much going on, too much going on. However, this is my baby. Um, and I am really excited to finally have a grip on graduate school. Okay, like I've seen it. I just finished out my first semester. It was it was a lot, but it was incredible. Okay. Like, first of all, getting in was a dream. That's number one. And then number two. Um, all the experiences and the learning opportunities I've had just from August is just beyond me. Um, and I should probably say what I'm doing. So I am a master of clinical social work student. So that's what I'm doing. And there's a lot of things, a lot of components, you know, we have to have our internship hours, our practicum. Um, and then I'm also a fellow, which is incredible for this completely separate program, Um, so there's a lot going on, but all of those things combined and my classes obviously have just been phenomenal. Um, so yes, I am so happy to finally have seen what it is, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of us, before we start something or even think about applying or trying, you know, to be a part of something, we are terrified because you don't know. You know, you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know what the commitment is going to look like. Um, Your environments, you know, everything is changing. And so for me, I have never attended Kennesaw. I actually did my undergrad in Georgia State. Um, And to begin with, I wasn't really the social type of student. Like all the extra on-campus nonsense, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get off this campus. That's the thing. Especially that downtown Georgia State campus. For who, for what, for when, and for why would I be there? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, I kind of do wish I was a little more on camp. No, I don't. I don't wish that. No, I don't. Anyways, so 
all that to say, Kennesaw is a whole different campus and just adjusting to that new environment in the school is really interesting. Um, it's like night and day, to be honest. And I low-key may feel more like of a minority there. That's okay. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, Georgia State is so diverse and I never really fully acknowledged and um, recognized that. So anyways, all that to say, now that I know what it is, I know what it is, and I know what's up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not finna get got. They gonna get got, okay? These grades ain't gonna crawl up on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna maintain my A's now, okay? Uh, because this is like a whole nother, you know, level. This is like my career, basically. I'm investing in my career. So um, now that I have that under my belt, as they say, or under control, um, I have, you know, I'm learning and I'm, and I'm trying to do time management as much as possible to really like compartmentalize what's important to me and put, put things where they belong, make sure everything has space, everything has room, you know, and my podcast is one of those things. So with that being said, I do have a new announcement. Check, uh, check out our Instagram page, (laughs) me and my team, um, just be on the lookout. I have new dates and commitments for you guys going into the new year. So that's really exciting. Um, but yeah, that's just been, that's basically the excuse <laughs> of where I've been. Um, and so there's that. Um, and honestly, I think I did the right thing. You know, I genuinely was crumbling. <laughs> so there's no way I was going to record, but there's that. Um Anyway, so for this podcast, I just kind of, you know, I sat down. And I was like, what do I want to talk about? Like the year's ending. We have like, what, two full weeks in December. Um, and I was like, what do I want to talk about? And obviously, I think probably 90% of the universe is in a reflective mode. Um, well, the United States. And that's me too, honestly. It's, uh, you know, I'm not big on New Year resolutions and this, that, and the third, but I feel like maybe deep down inside I am, you know, because I, I carry so much hope for like good things. And so I'm probably deep down inside somewhere like, yeah, this is how the new year is going to look. And this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to succeed in. Um, however, I am not the type to like oh, let's sit around and talk about our New Year's resolutions. Like, no, you know, and I've always wanted to do a vision board, never did. Um, I feel like all the visions are in my mind and heart. And people like us, we get in trouble because it looks one way in your head, but then you don't have it on paper. So we're not really good at planning, if you're like me. Um, But that's changing. So with that being said, I thought, I just want to talk a little bit about this year. Um just reflect on how amazing this year was for me. Oh my gosh. And you know, I understand that's not the case for everyone. Um, I understand we all have different experiences. For some people, it's probably the worst year of their life. And I'm like, I want to be keen and aware of that. Um, And I don't want to come off insensitive. However, for me, this year was phenomenal, guys. This year, oh my gosh. Like, I think because 2020 was detrimental (laughs) um, and devastating in a sense, I felt like I had to come for the world in 2021, you know, and with COVID and the epidemic, I mean, the pandemic, um, really, I think gave us silent lessons, you know, that life is short. 
life is crazy. You never know where life is going to take you, good or bad. Um, And all you have is now, you know? And so, excuse me, I made it a point to come for everything and everyone in 2021 to the best of my ability and everything that made me happy, you know? Not necessarily goals and heights that I wanted to reach because there's pressure in that. But for this year, I wanted to take off pressure and just be and do what makes me happy. And so I actually started off the year because um, it was my first semester post-grad um, because I graduated in December 2020 <clears throat> with my undergrad. And so from January to, you know, that spring semester was my first semester off of school in a really long time. So I decided to pack a bag or two and head to Philly. (laughs) Um, Why Philly? Because my incredible brother lives there. And, you know, we've, I feel like we've spent more time apart than together um, so far in life, like if we really added up. And so I was like, you know, this is an amazing opportunity um, to go and spend time, you know, with someone that I love and care about deeply. and also, we were just on the same wavelength. Like, he was just, like, I mean, he was so excited for me. Like, I really kind of struggled post-grad. I'm like, I mean, which I think everyone does. But I literally was like, um, where's the 9 to 5 job that pays incredible? Uh, where's my apartment? Where's this and that? And, you know, that's just not reality. That's just not life. Um, and no shade to non-STEM majors. You know what I'm saying? But it's a little harder for us, you know, Um to really get a career that, you know, makes you feel settled. Anyways, that's a whole nother thing for a whole nother day. However, I had a lot of insecurities going forward, like post-grad. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, and applying for the master's program was always like in the back of my head. Actually, I started that process like November of 2020 because deadlines were February. And so I honestly, I don't even remember I I think I just like submitted things like without really remembering that I was submitting things because I felt like I was so detached from the process of applying to grad school um out of fear and out of like fear of rejection so I didn't really um attach my emotions to the process I think that's probably why it's a blur however once we got to February I sure do remember because I remember opening them letters okay and so anyways, um, so I was thinking about grad school. I was afraid of, you know, not feeling stable or not like not anything good happening moving forward. And that's a terrible feeling, but I think that's human. And so, and I've been saying I want to start the podcast. And at that time I was working on the podcast art. Shout out to Justin Barkis. He's incredible. Um, I can definitely tag him or something in this post for this podcast but anyways and so I was doing all those things but like not really putting them out there because I was afraid that it wouldn't work which is ratchet but here we are and so my brother at that time even before deciding to go to Philly for a little while he was like super encouraging he was um motivating me he was just speaking like all these amazing things and like granted he can get a little ahead of himself he's like yeah baby your podcast finna be number one or like um they autumn schools need you okay autumn graduate schools need you and you know he's very optimistic um compared to me and he's very 
I don't know. Anyways, and the, my whole family, to you know, believed in me, obviously, my entire life. But for some reason, that time in my life, um, and we had just gone to, we celebrated New Year's together in Dallas in January um, with my other incredible sister who lives there. And, you know, we were just, like, together a lot during that season. And um, I was like, you know, why not go? And so I went from February to... February, March, April, and then May. So basically four months I lived in Philly, guys. <laughs> um, that's kind of crazy, actually, when I think about it. I can't believe I spent that much time. And when I tell you it was so lit, it was so lit. Like, you know, I had a whole new environment, a whole new space where, yes, my brother was there. Um, obviously, I was with him. But I also kind of felt alone. And it was incredible. And I felt like that's what I needed in that time. You know, it's so crazy how God works because I can look back and just say, yeah, that was a lit thing that I did this year. But like, no, it was actually really significant and sacred because it gave me um, the time and space to hear my, like to just be with my own thoughts, you know, to be with my own um, headspace and voice and and really just hear hear myself out. And especially at that time, it's like post-grad and every, there's all these things in your ears, like, you know, from family that means well or society or people or whatever, even your own. Let's, let's just be honest. My, your own dang voice, okay? We try to blame society all the time. It's really our, we're, we are our worst own critics. And so all these things, um, I felt like pressure, pressure. But then I was like, I cannot, what I'm not going to do is sit here and succumb to this pressure and let it like literally destroy me. That's not going to happen because I graduated. I was so proud of myself. It was a long time coming out and I was not going to have an inappropriate response to that. So I was like, no, we're going to go. We're going to have an amazing time and we're going to just be still. Right. And so that time was so amazing. Um, Shout out to my brother. Shout out to my nephew, Josiah. Um, and that was, I actually found out I got accepted to grad school in that, like, while I was there in Philly, so, and Philly's really cool, it's really beautiful, um, I did a lot of traveling, I got to go to Boston, road trip to Boston with my brother and sister, and then my brother-in-law and other sister, y'all, I have, if y'all, if you don't know, (laughs) I have five siblings, so it gets crazy, um, and they all have babies, so, well, most of them. So, you know, I have like 12 nieces and nephews. So it's it gets crazy. But anyways, I, I know it's hard to keep up. However, with one of my sisters, we went to Boston. Um, I did a little road trip with my brother and her. And then my other sister and brother-in-law came up to Philly and stayed with us for a weekend. And we or yeah, like a week, four days or weekend. And we went up to New York and it was so fun, like literally so fun, you know, and that brings me up to like April. And so with that being said, um, I realized my siblings, they were literally my best friends this year, all of them in, in one way, shape or form, like it's crazy. And so I guess that's one thing to be reflective about is how much I am obsessed with my siblings. Um, are we perfect? No. <laughs> do they drive me crazy? Yes. And they're probably listening and thinking I'm crazy, but you know, it is what it is. 
Um, but like they really, real talk, they they really were my backbone for real, for real. Like, and it, we just had so much fun, like with all of them. And so, anyway, so and then in May, um, my incredible, our oldest sister turned. You know, she had a big birthday. Let's just say that. <laughs> and um, we, you know, did a little trip. Where did we go? I think we went to like. Where did we go? I don't know where. I think it was Savannah or something. It was amazing. Then we came back and my brother um, stayed with us for the whole month of June. So that was amazing. Like more brother time. Um, And we had so much fun with the kids. Like that whole summer. And then we took our beach trip. We went to Hilton Head with the entire family, basically. Um, There was a few people missing. But most of us were there. It was amazing. Um, You know... So this year, like, just a lot of family time, my own personal thing, and getting into school, um, you know, traveling. Like, and it's just amazing, amazing. Um, and then the fall hit, y'all. And then that's when I went to grad school. <laughs> and we just going to leave that there because, like I said, I done made it out, y'all. I made it out, and it is what it is. Um, and I had... I mean, the doors that have been open for me is just crazy. Um, the staff, my professors, my cohort, incredible. Um, they've been actually my other source of, you know, they've been my backbone um, outside of that. And in the in-between, I've had amazing friends who have done nothing but support me, who have done nothing but love me, um, encourage me, um, you know, and and obviously, you know, there's you grow up a little bit and friendships are not it's not it's, we don't have to talk every day necessarily to be connected. And so there are a few friends who have talked maybe twice, you know, I've talked to them maybe twice or three times this year, like in a significant way outside of like Instagram DMs and um, texting, like real conversations, connections, maybe three times. And those three times literally like we're good for the year. <laughs> we have enough coverage. So um you know, there's friends like that who I'm so grateful for, who I just love deeply and carry with me everywhere I go, literally, always in my heart. Um, and then there are friends who are, you know, more like who are present in a more practical, present way. And so that's been incredible. You know, my sisters who I can, you know, they've been sisters, friends who turn into sisters. So that's been amazing. Um, and to be honest, I credit them and my family a lot to to, to moving forward in life, <laughs> you know, and I, I think we forget that we have to do that more than we think we do. Like I, maybe once a week you're choosing to move forward. Okay. Because life can get really hard. And so, you know, you don't want to get stuck. You don't want to get stuck in your, um, in those cycles, right? Like you feel the, the things that you feel, but we're not here to get stuck. You know, we're trying to move forward. And so even if that means two weeks, three weeks, like as long as you keep moving forward, um, yeah, you got And then you, you have to credit the people that are pushing you to do that, you know, who are present. And so amazing, amazing, amazing. And then I think another highlight of this year, it was my birthday, September 29th. <laughs> I mean, come on, is that not, like, the hottest, most attractive date you've ever heard for a birthday? Like, let's talk about it. September 29th, 1994. Come on. We all need t-shirts, all right? 
that I say 929.94 because that just sounds fire. Fire. Anyways, but that's just me. Um, so I turned 27 this year. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I, I can't believe it, but it is what it is. It's a beautiful age. Um, and my family done surprised me yet again. My family just coming through. Um, and we took a trip to Detroit. And I have some incredible sisters, sister friends there who are just like, off the grid amazing like they're just not they're not even real i don't think they're real human beings um shout out to the the detroit clan you know who you are um and so we got to go we spent a weekend my dad surprised me there my mom was on the trip are you are you serious are you serious um my incredible sisters came out um only one couldn't make it and that's okay but like she was there in spirit she was a part of the planning. It was incredible. Um, and so we spent the weekend there. When I tell you, when I tell you they spoiled me, <clears throat> they spoiled me, okay? Like, it was just, <sighs> I don't know. I could, I could really cry thinking about it. That was definitely a highlight. The timing was phenomenal um, because it really just lifted my spirits. Like, that was when I started to really get, because it was midterm season and I was getting really overwhelmed and drowning in my work even though I love it like the amount is still the amount no matter how much you love something so it was taking me out y'all and so that really just like lifted me up gave me the break I needed um and so it was phenomenal and thank you guys thank you to my family for that but yeah so that was September and then here we are October November it was cool it was school. <laughs> That's really all I did. Um, and, you know, besides having real a lot of fun times with my friends. So that was lit. But yeah, that was my year. And I have to say it was probably, wow. I, I honestly think it was probably my favorite year in my 20s so far. And we're at 27, guys. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, yeah, yep. I think this was the one of the best years in, in my twenties, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, and yeah, that was this year. And so, moving forward, however, you know, I think one of the biggest things I did want to briefly touch on was the idea of forgiving ourselves. Okay. Um, what you know? What's crazy? What's really crazy to me is how you can live your life so disconnected from yourself and you don't even know it you're like subconsciously not even connected to yourself and you're just like walking around this earth you know being whoever people tell you to be liking whatever you know people tell you to like and showing up to wherever people think you should show up to like it's crazy and you don't even know how you're feeling about it you know and so I I had a friend I have a friend, an incredible friend, who said something literally profound to me. And she was like, you know, your presence, your presence is sacred, you know? And I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, wait a minute. I was parked in a park, parking lot, and I was just having a day, okay? And we were just, like, talking for, like, an hour or so. And I think it was, like, towards the end of the conversation, she was like, you know, Manna, you really need to understand that your presence is sacred, 
I was like, what she mean, though? You know, it hit because it sounded good. You know, when something hits you, like, mm, you know, I felt that in my spirit, but you don't really know what it means or you're not really thinking about it. So when we hung up, though, it stayed with me. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, and I, I guess it can mean several different things for whoever, however you want to interpret it. But for me, it just really like, it really just dove right into the idea of like, wait a minute, who I am, my presence, you know, what I bring, how I laugh, what makes me laugh, how I think, how I spend my money, how literally how you live your life, like that is sacred, you know, and not everyone is really deserving of that you know and that sounds like for like people like me like it sounds you kind of could struggle because it sounds like huh that sounds like cocky or prideful or like you know you're too good for people or whatever but then it's like dang when you spent your whole life thinking that like you're not good enough you need some balance you know what i'm saying you got to meet me in the middle so it's like yeah i might actually be too good for certain things and certain people and when, in a way where, like, if they're not appreciative of it, if they're taking advantage of it, if they don't recognize it, if I need to fight, you know, for my presence to be um, celebrated, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it created that that balance for me of just like, okay, yes, you're a loving person. Yes, you want to give of yourself freely. Yes, you love community. Yes, you love genuine connections with people, you know, but... At the same time, I have to have an understanding with myself inwardly, you know, that interconnectedness. And that's another thing, like, I want to talk about later, but you really, I need to, like, respect myself. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, you know how you talk to your, your boyfriend or your mom or whatever, like, let's say you're, like, at a dinner table or whatever, and you get a phone call, and it's a significant person. It's either your significant other it's your mom, it's your sister, someone you need to answer for, you know what I'm saying? And so you go in and you answer that because it's a sign of respect and like, yes, you care, right? So you you talk to them, whatever, you step aside to do that and then you come back to the table. And what that shows is that it was important that you care um, and this is probably not a phone call you want to miss, right? If you can help it. And so it's the same way, y'all, like, that that like we have to check in with ourselves we have to form this habit and not only check in but we have to form this habit of like okay men not connected to men not at all times and that is there's no ifs ands or buts about that like you know what i'm saying there's no negotiation there because if you're not going to be connected to yourself if you're not going to love yourself how how are we going to love other people and i know we hear that all the time but it's literally impossible you know what i'm saying because it's just impossible. And so, you know, that sign of respect, that gesture of of self-respect, self-connectedness, and all that bleeds into your presence being sacred. And I could not thank my friend enough for saying that to me because when I tell you that changed my life, changed my life. Um, and granted, it's only been like four or three months since I heard her say it, but that's a significant amount of time. And so, um, that's you know that's one of the most important things I think I've I've learned this year inwardly is understanding like wait a minute y'all 
all right? I'm a little expensive, <laughs> okay? I'm a little expensive. And it's, you know, you should all feel that way. Unless you out here treating people like, like dirt, all right? You need to, you need to like humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all need humility, but you know what I'm saying? So, but that's that, you know? And moving forward into the new year, that's literally like one of my resolutions this year, even though I don't really have any, or I like to think I don't. Um, I'm taking that energy into 2022 because like I said, life is short. If you're not there for yourself, honey, who you, who going to be there for you? Can't nobody be there for you like you can be there for yourself, you know? And so that's that. Um, and I think what, what that also does is it creates this, like, you know, this acknowledgement of like, okay, yes, this is my worth. I know what I'm worth. I know, um, you know, that I'm worthy of genuine connections and true love and, um, you know, a peaceful environment socially, you know what I'm saying? And so when you move like that, I think, you're you're bound to only attract good things you know what i'm saying and i think god will bless that because you're you're only in genuine spaces you're only out for the for the purity of life and that right there is i think yields amazing blessings it yields a peaceful life it yields um i don't know just truth you know what i'm saying like with the understanding of like this is what it is this is who i am and this is how i'm going to be moving you know, and I'm really excited for that because I really have been practicing that the last, you know, this really this fall. And so I'm really excited to keep growing in that because it's amazing. You know, the confidence that you're building, like that's another thing, bro. We, we have to build ourselves up. Like we can't always wait for someone to tell us we're great. That's just not, it's not going to work, you know? And so build your confidence up, y'all. Um, love on yourselves, be connected to yourself, you know what I'm saying, have things, do things, and set out times where it's just you and your thoughts, you know what I mean, and you and, um, and while we're, you know, while we're trying to create these new habits of, like, being with ourselves and not being afraid, you know, to face ourselves and love on ourselves and just enjoy ourselves, like, also maybe, you know, for, we need to forgive ourselves and like apologize to ourselves um, for all the times that we really neglected ourselves, you know, and um, for all the times where you weren't there for you, even subconsciously, you know what I mean? I mean, this can go back to childhood for, you know, for God knows how long we've been neglecting ourselves, you know? And so um, I definitely had a moment because I started journaling again this fall and I somehow, like, you know, I was just talking about my inward feelings and how I feel about myself and this, that, and the third. And I almost felt like, you know, a, a huge just, like, disappointment of, like, man, now that I know what it's like to show up for me inwardly, um, I thought about all the times I didn't. And for me specifically, there's more times in my life where I have neglected myself rather than um, being present and, and being there for myself. And so it was painful, you know what I'm saying? But it's also really just exciting to finally have like understood, 
what that means, you know, um, and to move forward. And so I even asked some of you guys, like, you know, um, this was before I got sick. I was actually, like I said before, planning to record this last week. Um, I ask you guys, like, what would you forgive yourself for? You know, if you had to apologize for one thing and some of the responses were just like, they were heartbreaking, but simultaneously like really motivating and encouraging um and just beautiful to see how people have you know decided to heal and move on um from that experience you know and from letting themselves down in specific ways and so um just to read some some of them um someone said i would apologize to myself for not being easy on myself shout out to adele Um, And for not allowing myself to learn and grow as I go. That is just so real, you know, and I think that just speaks to the journey um, of life. Like you learn as you go, you know what I'm saying? And I think most of us feel this pressure or we're told or it's insinuated that we have to show up fully developed or fully knowing, you know, or fully sure of ourselves and certain things. And it's like, no, you know, you're moving forward while you learn you know what I'm saying and that's what life is it's a big experience you know um so that's real and then someone else said for refraining my refraining myself from good things because I feel like I don't deserve them wow that's so true like self-sabotaging decisions out of fear I mean that one is heavy because You know, when people say you're blocking your own blessings, that literally could be it right there, you know? Um, And think about how much, like, how disconnected from ourselves we have to be to to keep, or disconnected from our worth, you know, knowing how much uh, we deserve or what we are worth. Like, how disconnected do we have to be from that to, like, sabotage every good thing that comes you know, or you talk yourself out of it because you're like, this is too good to be true for me. Or I don't, I'm not worthy of this, or I don't deserve this. This is like this, these are things that happen for other people um, that are a certain way that, or that look a certain way or this, then the third. And it's so not okay, but that's real. That's real. Um, and then I'll just read one more. Someone said, not respecting myself enough to just say no when I did not want to do something. And that right there, I relate to (laughs) in ways that are unmatched. Um, Because, you know, even if you don't say a verbal no, like, that's another thing with the whole your presence is sacred thing. Like, any place you show up, you kind of are in a way, like, approving of that environment, you know, or approving of the situation or approving of whatever activity you're partaking in. And so if you don't say no with your words, you know, you're probably saying yes with your actions. So it's even though you're like inwardly conflicted. So that's rough. And it definitely takes a level of self-respect to say no to certain things. And even if people will will misunderstand it, like, no, like I'm saying no because I want to say no. You don't have to. And everything in life is a choice. That's the thing, you know, and you have to give yourself um that type of agency where it's like okay big deal not big deal whatever it is whatever 
you know, how whatever level of important importance it possesses, like your yeses are your yeses to make and your noes are your noes to make. And so it takes a level of self-connectedness and self-respect to do that, you know. So those are great examples. And thank you guys for sharing. Um, I know it's a heavy subject, but I'm saying all this to say so that we can look and um, move on forward with hope. You know what I mean? There's a whole new year, you know, coming our way. And I think it's important to be as practical as we are hopeful. You know what I mean? Um, Or as practical as we are determined. And so um, life, okay, I really am starting to learn life is best lived in a practical manner. (laughs) Um, And that's not to kill the spirit of hoping or you know, desiring good things and this, that, and the third. But I think there should be a happy balance, maybe not completely logical because, you know, life in itself is not all logical. You know what I mean? Um, it's very emotional. It's very spiritual. It's very this, that, and the third. But I think there is a balance to life. And I think we know we've, you can, you know when something is balanced, you know, when you're being honest with yourself, but you're also hoping for the best, um, and being proactive to do those things. So, um, I encourage you guys to move forward, you know, and commit to that. And, uh, you know, to close it off, I think with new year resolutions, my number one, I have three. And to be honest, they're all not attached to an accolade. They're not attached to a physical, um, you know, maybe like a physical, uh, response, but they are, I just, I'm just not realizing when I'm looking at my notes, like they're all kind of like inward. So now my number one is to be fully present because I've experienced that more this year and the things that it yields is just ridiculous. Like being like present, there's nothing like being present. I swear. Um, you enjoy your family. You enjoy the people that are there for you. You enjoy your work you enjoy your coworkers, you know, your colleagues, um, way more because you're present, you know what I'm saying? And you're able to see and not only enjoy, but you get to learn, you know what I mean? Um, from those experiences more than you would be if you were not present. And so that's my number one. My number two is to, again, foster interconnectedness, like I spoke about and honor myself. Um, And then my number three is to try better and take risks. And what I mean by try better is, you know, there's always room for growth as far as um, our effort goes in life. And, you know, maybe not try harder because I, again, I'm trying to stay away from this pressure stuff because let me tell you, I've been pressured a lot in my life and it's really just for myself more than anyone. Um, And so not try harder but try better, you know, so that's that. And those are things just in life, you know, in health, um, in work ethic, in school ethic, like all these things, um, try better. Um, And then along with that, I wrote take risks. And I'm excited for that. And when, and, you know, when I say take risks, some of the things that I think about, you know, I'm not, 
dropping any bombs or anything, but perhaps a YouTube channel may be coming, just perhaps. Um, <laughs> and that's a risk, you know, and maybe that'll develop this year, you know, um, and taking other risks like meeting people. You know what a risk is. It applies to everything in life, you know, taking risks in your finances, you know, savings, um, your family life, X, Y, and Z, the list goes on and on. Because playing it safe, hmm, that's my comfort. <laughs> playing it safe is my life. Um, however, I feel like maybe this past year, the one of the reasons that made it so amazing for me, I think, is because I just took risks. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but let me pack a bag and go to Philly for four months. Like, who does that? Um, with no type of, like, agenda. That's crazy. So, but look, the things that came out of that, I wouldn't trade for the world. You know what I'm saying? And it, it contributed to my self-growth and development. So, yeah, take more risks. But, yeah, so that is – oh, sorry. That was my pen. Um, that is all I have for us today. Um, again, be on the lookout for our new dates and our new schedule. Um, I'm not playing – I'm playing zero games, okay? I'm playing zero games moving forward. And you guys are going to hold me accountable now that I'm going to let you into the whole new schedule and commitments. So I'm really excited. Um, I hope this episode is um, relatable and I hope, you know, you get something from it. And again, thank you guys for listening, for supporting, for just being, you know, great people all around. And I hope this new year ends on an amazing note. I hope that your spirits are lifted up. Um, you know, whatever you may be going through, whatever you may be facing. Um, yeah, I just pray that it ends on a better note than you would have ever expected. And, um, and I hope, you know, I pray that everyone has a blessed new year and yeah, we're out. See you guys next time.